Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Hello again. Today we're going to talk about what to do when you're laid off. Now, have you ever been in the situation where you got the email or you had the team call and they said, I have some bad news, um, we're going to be doing some downsizing or there's going to be some laid off, lay, layoffs and we're going to have to let you go. You know, personally, I had this experience about 12 years ago and on an annual basis, I probably get six or so calls a year from clients uh, basically stating the same thing. Uh, there's been a change at work and I'm kind of freaking out. Um, and you know, basically, as an advisor, my job is to help them kind of assess the current situation. And the first thing we talk about, and the first piece of advice I give everyone is, don't panic. You know, I get crazy suggestions. You know, do I need to cancel my cable? Um, you know, do we need to take the kids out of hockey? Should we cancel summer? Uh, do we need to put the house on the market? And, and these are all within a day or two of finding out they've lost their job. Um, you know, they're still getting paid, you know, for another week or two. And all of a sudden, this anxiety, this fear, this uncertainty starts to creep in. And it can be debilitating. So as an advisor, like I said, the first thing is to try to kind of coach clients to not panic. You know, everything happens for a reason. You're talented, you're good at what you do, there's going to be opportunities. Um, I don't exactly know what that opportunity is going to look like. But first step is take a deep breath. And don't panic. It's always easier uh, said than done when you're not the one being laid off. But, um, you know, the second thing we talk about is take inventory. And when you look at where you are at the point you're laid off, you, know, you, you have a couple resources at your fingertips, or you may. Um, and you want to take inventory of, you know, are you eligible for severance? So is that going to be a two weeks or, you know, a couple months? You know, because essentially if you're getting three months of severance, even though you're not working, your cash flow is similar to as it was for the next two to three months. So there's not that same level of anxiety around having to get work right away. Uh, second thing is understanding how much you might be available to collect from unemployment and how quickly that could start. Um, obviously, it's not going to replace everything you're earning, but it may help cover some of the basic bills. You know, make sure that you're not worried about the mortgage or, uh, you know, not having to worry about you know some of the outflows that are happening. Uh, you revisit if you have a spouse or a significant other that's earning money. You kind of say, okay, well, you know, we've never really we've always been working off two incomes, but how far can we stretch that single income, and you know, how reliable is that source? You kind of take a look at your investment accounts. So do you have a cash reserve and how much do we have saved up in the bank for this rainy day opportunity? Um, and do we have an investment portfolio that may be generating some dividends or interest that, you know, for the most part we've been reinvesting, but, you know, if need be, could we access a portion of those funds? So by reviewing all your different income sources, you may find that, you know what, um, even if I don't find a job right away, we've got, you know, 4000 5000 6000 a month coming in still. Uh, with uh, all the things we just talked about. And then the second part of the inventory is looked at what's going out. So you kind of look at your monthly expenses. Uh, you know, you have bills you have to pay, like the mortgage and the car insurance and uh, daycare and various things. Um, but then you have expenses that, you know, have been discretionary or things that, you know, could be reviewed, you know, dining out, you know, uh, shopping, things along those lines. And you kind of just, you have to do a quick assessment of, you know, on a monthly basis, how much do we need to be paying out? 
And if what you need to be paying out is less than what's coming in from all those other sources, you can take even a deeper breath. So what it might mean is that you're not saving uh, at all during this period of time, but you're not going backwards. And that's ultimately what we want to try to avoid is a situation where you're depleting savings uh, for an extended period of time you know, due to a job loss that you know, may take a little bit of time to rebuild. You also want to be aware of changes in health care costs. So if you are the primary health care provider, you might have to be going on some form of COBRA, which might increase your health insurance costs for a short period of time. Uh, if you were getting life insurance through work and they give you the option to buy it, now you might be paying out of pocket for that care. Um, and then you also have your 401k, so you've put some money aside. Now you need to know what to do with it. Uh, when you do transition, do you leave it there? Should you roll it over? Should you wait till you have a next job? You know, should you consider taking it out? Uh, you know, all the, all those things are on the table, and you want to make sure you are aware of what you have available to you, and you know what's going to be the best for you. Now, <clears throat> to this point, if you've been someone who's kind of lived above your means, which means you you have a base salary and a bonus and a tax return and. Uh, you've been finding ways to spend all that money every year, plus you know building up some credit card debt. Um, a job change or a layoff like this is going to be more stressful because it's going to create some tough decisions about your spending habits and you know where where your funds have to go. Um, but if you're someone who's kind of lived <clears throat> below your means and have been saving ten or fifteen percent into your four hundred one k and you know building up a little bit excess in savings. Uh, although it's never fun to stop saving or to you know have to go through this, um, it's probably going to be less stressful than uh, other uh, other other types of situations that you could be in. So regardless if you are in situation A or situation B, we kind of want to just remind you the first step is don't panic. So you kind of think about this in tranches and say, okay, well, what if I'm out of work for one month? What might we have to do or change differently? What if it's three months? You know, what would, might be kind of step two in our uh, reduction plan? And then what if it's six months or 12 months or longer? You know, what might have to be some more larger or drastic steps? Um, you know, a lot of times people will jump to the nuclear option and right away. Um, and then a month later, they've got a new job, they're back working and they're having to undo some big decisions they made, um, which kind of causes pain or anxiety. You know, so for example, you're you get laid off and you're panicking about your summer vacation, so you cancel it. And then a month later, you're back working and you realize the tickets you uh, traded in you can't get anymore, or the house you gave up is no longer available for rent. Um, and now you get to summer and you're both fully working and you've got uh, that fun thing that you had were kind of waiting for can't be done and you resent that decision uh, for a while. The other aspect of financial planning is uh, not being as reactive. So the situation we're talking about is what to do when you get the call that you've been laid off. But another helpful exercise is to have some dialogue with you and your significant other and you know family and say, look, if, if either was one were to be laid off, what are the things that um, you know, we could revisit or review? And here are some things that we're doing that are excessive um, that we know we can afford and enjoy at this point. But if, you know, if they had to go away in a change, we'd be fine with that. Um, so just being proactive in your dialogue and you know, obviously uh, doing your best to avoid the situation. But you know, if, if it does happen, like it will for almost everyone out there, um, you want to make sure that it's not something that causes a lot of stress or anxiety you know, in, in among your family and in your communications with your significant other. 
Then the final thing we talk about from an advisory standpoint is kind of thinking about their next job search. So, you know, if you've had a chance to do step one and not panic and you've done your inventory and you're feeling okay about your current situation, you can kind of start to look at this as an opportunity uh, to kind of review your job search and everything from how far you have to commute to the, you know, income strategies you're looking for, what kind of base income or target income you should be looking for to align with your goals to maybe some of the other perks like 401k matching or uh, you know uh, health savings options or company stock plans that may you know give you a, a better long-term financial planning opportunity. Um, the other thing I always encourage uh, clients to do is understand the value of working with local advisors and network with them. So you know I always ask clients you know what type of jobs you're looking for. If you have a copy of your resume, send it along because there may be someone through LinkedIn or someone locally that I may be able to help them connect with. Uh, if you have a local mortgage professional or a, a CPA or an attorney, you say, hey, look, you know what? I've had a change. I'm looking for certain opportunities, and can I send you my cover letter or resume? And maybe they can pass it along to somebody they may know. Um, you know, if you're working with a, you know an, an 800 or a national firm, and you call the 800 number and say, hey, can I send you my resume? It's unlikely the person you're talking to on the other end of the line is going to be able to do anything for you. So, you know, if you're kind of thinking about, you know, is it is it worth it to have an advisor or someone locally that I work with? Um, you know, this is ten, these are the types of situations where we tend to earn our, you know, create our value and earn our money by, um, you know, being local and being available to advise clients, not just on stocks and bonds and what to do from an insurance or a 401k option, but, you know, the holistic approach to, you know, making sure that you're coming up with the right solution for you. Just remember, when it comes to financial planning matters like these, there's never a right choice for everybody, but there's always a right choice for you. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.